0: Apologize to your mother for me. Absolutely (laughs) not. Absolutely (laughs) not. What's up, Internet? You're listening to Episode 4 of the Series 6 Podcast, where we review each and every episode of Adventures of the Galaxy Rangers. We are your hosts. I'm R.D. I'm Jay. Get ready to engage your hyperdrives. So this time around, we'll be reviewing the fourth episode titled Chained. But before getting into that, I'd like to make a bit of an announcement. Last episode, we announced the debut of the Series 6 Podcast website, located at series6podcast.com. What up? Uh, since then, we kept our promise to our listener, and the episodes are now downloadable. But that's not the announcement, Jay. Uh, what I really wanted to put out there is, is that we're now on iTunes. Right. We hit the big time, baby. The minor big times, yeah, we put, we hit the minor league. Okay,
1: <laughs>
0: so um, there's an approval process uh, with iTunes. Like, if you want to put a, a podcast up on on iTunes, you have to like go through this process. And we were in the middle of it, but apparently, iTunes doesn't tell you once you're approved. They just like put it up there and you know assume you're gonna figure it out, which I did. I, I just stumbled across our podcast on iTunes and. Uh, which is great, sort of, because that means that other people will stumble across it as well, right? Right. Love it when they don't tell you stuff. That's great. You know what? I'm not going to bite the hand that feeds, <laughs> but I, I will. I want to put this out there. If, if you do happen to uh, see Series 6 podcast on iTunes, the full title, by the way, is Galaxy Rangers Reviewed, colon, Series 6 podcast. I know it's a mouthful, but uh, I just uh, wanted to put Galaxy Rangers at the front of it so that people know what it's about. If you do happen to see it, you know, hit that little subscribe button. And while you're there, if you've got nothing better to do, you know, you could rate and review us as well. It don't cost a thing. Plus, it will raise our visibility. And see, it helps us. It doesn't hurt you. You like us, right? And it's easy. So, uh, you'll also get a mention on our podcast where we tell you how much we appreciate you. Like our new best friend, Hard Charger Zero Zero. Hey, man. Uh, he gave us five stars and left a very kind review. I, I love that guy already. Man. Jay, would you like to do the honors and read our first iTunes review to our listener? I, I would love to. So, Hard Charger said on his in his review,
1: if you are new or familiar with Galaxy Ranger, check this out. It's a great time discussing the show from a couple of awesome fans. That's us. Three exclamation points. That I know that's us. I'm, I'm, impre- I'm a little misty. I'm sorry. A little choked up. Thank you.
0: <laughs> it's a short and sweet review, much like our beloved um, Galaxy Rangers. To the point. So thanks, Hard Charger Zero Zero.
1: I appreciate that he actually went in. and I'll take any positive feedback I can get from anybody, Good. anyway. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, same here. So thanks, Hard Charger Zero Zero. Or is it double O, double zero, double Ot? No one knows. That's the beauty of Hard Charger. He's all mystery. So I'll get off the stage and take my Grammy in a second, Jay. Uh, but I also want to thank my fellow Audio Knights, uh, Stuart, Drew, and Andrew, uh, who are the guys behind the Figure Knights Theater podcast, Ninja Dave, and all the rest of them. Uh, they are too many to name. They're like Wu-Tang. Wow. But I, I want to thank them for their support in general, uh, but in particular for their support for this podcast. They've, they've put in some work. Uh liking, retweeting, just getting the word out. It hasn't gotten unnoticed, guys. Um In Series 6 podcast thanks you.
1: Yes, we do. I still like the Wu-Tang comparison.
0: <laughs> right? <laughs> Which one of them is Method Man? I would say that's Ninja Dave. Yeah? <laughs> Way to go, Drew. You ODB. I'm not sure he'd appreciate that. <laughs> Personally, I-, I love ODB.
1: I do too, man.
0: <laughs> shimmy, shimmy, yeah. <laughs> uh... Okay, where are we? Okay, so you can see what they're up to at theaudionightstheater.com. That's Nights with a K and Theater with a T R E TRE, because they're all dignified and stuff. Okay, so let's get into our episode, Jay. Yep. You're like running off at the mouth. I can't get a word in. No, I, I can see that. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, so today we'll be reviewing Chained, and here we go. So this episode opens on the Death Star. Wait, wait, wait. That's not the Death Star. No, it's not. <laughs> no, it's actually some kind of prison space station. Looks, looks a lot like the Death Star, though. That's true. Darth Vader's down right. the hall to the left. Uh, yeah, you can, you can hear him off in the distance going, No! Uh, so two guards are escorting Gooseman through the facility. Uh, one of them is reading off the rap sheet of somebody named Macross. So I, want, I want to stop here a second. Macross? Jay, do you think this could be a reference to Macross? Oh my goodness, dude, yes. Probably. Who knows? I mean... Right? the The uh, for, for those of you who don't know what Macross is, the anime series that became the first season of Robotech here in the US. That's what Macross is. Yep. I mean, uh, other than the guy's name, I, I don't know. It could be. It could be. Anyway, uh, Macross is a member of the Black Hole Gang. Um, they really do a good job of um, establishing that this will be a prisoner transport episode, uh, that the guy is dangerous, and that Goose is taking a big risk handling the transport by himself. Gee, I wonder what will happen. <laughs> <laughs> it wouldn't be an adventure if something didn't go wrong. Yeah.
1: You think about it, man. It's like, okay, the, you know, this this guy is supposed to be super dangerous, and actually the prison guards are happy to get rid of him.
0: You are clear for takeoff.
1: Once he left the place, they were like, sucker, yes.
0: But they had a toga party. So the tone is really set well. Like, the prison is dark and moody. It's it's really well designed. Uh, although it looks unpopulated. It looks like uh, Macross is the only prisoner there. That's true. They show cells, but they don't show, like, any prisoners.
1: They're like, yeah, man, we got one prisoner. They're like, you know, in the future, there's really no crime. We don't keep people in prison.
0: Oh, there's a lot of crime. There's a lot of crime in the future, man. You, you, we'll see in this episode.
1: You know, throughout the series, you see there's a lot of shady stuff that happens. It just yeah. gets deeper and better every time. And it's, you know, you only actually really experience how messed up things are when they get away from Earth. And how does Earth become untainted with all the shenanigans that, like, all these other races are doing in the universe?
0: How did that spill over into Earth? I don't know. I think Earth is like the 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 headquarters for justice. Like th- that's actually where they're bringing Macross. Where where Goose is supposed to be bringing Macross. Uh, like uh, he's supposed to be transporting him there for his trial. You think about it. Then if
1: the, he's bringing him to Earth, then so what happened to Earth after they gave the Andorians gave Earth the hyperdrive, and they became the center of everything.
0: I think Waldo said, you know what, here's a, Here's our hyperdrive, and here's 50,000 prisoners <laughs> that we need you to, to try. That's right. He's like, yeah, let the crazy earthlings do it. They'll do it. They'll do anything. Yeah. Hey, Mikey, he likes it. So the guards tell Goose that Macross supposedly has star stones buried somewhere. Uh, you can actually hear the plot seeds being planted, right? Uh, so they, they lead Goose to his cell. Uh, by the way, this episode moves fast, like way faster than I'm able to describe it. Right. Macross um, is cloaked, then he's sitting in the darkness. It's like a very dramatic character intro. Um, and he says, doesn't matter which hole you throw me in, I'll find a way out. Really establishes what this guy is about. He is wriggly as a worm. That was very good, actually. That was a very good impression of him. Thank you. I practiced it. Acting. Thank you. I'm gonna do my Gooseman imitation. All right. Shut your pie hole. <laughs> there's a lot. Of, there's a lot of good Gooseman lines. Like he's always threatening him throughout the through the whole thing. Oh yeah, it's great. Uh, so then Macross sheds his cloak, and you get a good look at him. Like right? he's got red glowing eyes, pointed ears, a tattooed shoulder, and he's wearing a toga. See, they were having toga parties. That's that's some type of prison. Yep. Uh, So Goose tells him he's going to Earth to stand trial. Uh, So McCross says, when Goose tells him, he he says, Hmm, coming for to carry me home. I know. You know, was he
1: listening to old, like, hymns?
0: I don't That That was like a, it's like a pretty profound thing to say. And like, uh, out of left field, too. It's not the only time in the episode that somebody says something really profound out of the blue. Uh, We'll get to that in in a little bit. Right. So a uh, cut to Goose's transport. It's, um, it's a two-passenger ship. Not a ship we've seen before. Uh, it's not his usual Ranger Interceptor. Rain- the Ranger Interceptor is a one-man ship, uh, but it's still pretty small. Um, but it, I'd say it's a lousy choice for transporting a dangerous prisoner. I completely agree. Yeah, I'm sure Goose will agree as well in a few minutes. So Goose and across, they're handcuffed together. And McCross is in the ship with him. And he immediately starts testing boundaries. He, he presses a button on the console. Touching people's stuff. Right? Quit touching my stuff.
1: It's just like someone jumping in your car and turning a radio station.
0: Yeah, it's like, who do you think you are? So Alma zaps him. Right. Alma is uh, loaded into this transport ship. That's uh, Goose's AI, in case anybody forgot that. Uh, and she zaps him and she, you know, puts him in his place. And then Goose threatens him, he threatens to kill him. Right. right.
1: Now everybody has done this at least once. Threaten to kill the person that's riding in the car with you who touches the radio. <laughs> I recall you threatening us quite often.
0: You Remember was it yeah. the, the the burnt <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the car looked like it'd been through a fire. It was like <laughs> it was awesome. Yeah, it was a it was a fascinating piece of junk, it wasn't was, it?
1: It was man. It was funny. Do you remember when you launched it off that hill? Just to... Oh, my goodness. I, I felt bad. That way, I didn't feel bad. Did you do that once with my mom in the car?
0: Yeah, that's... Your mom was in the car when that happened, yes. <laughs> that's why I felt bad. Uh, I, I wasn't expecting the ground to drop out from under me. <laughs>
1: that was actually one of the more entertaining car moments, I swear. <laughs> that was hilarious. Uh, there was some religious <laughs> words said.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah, your mom immediately launched into prayer. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <it> was
1: stupid.
0: <laughs> oh. Anytime I force somebody into prayer, I, I feel bad. So. <laughs> <laughs> it was awesome. It was awesome. I, I wish I had a phone back then. That I could
1: record the stuff, dude. I would have totally recorded it. Oh, so funny. Uh,
0: yeah, so, so Goose says, um, Goose goes on a tirade, and then he closes with, uh, if you so much as breathe wrong, You're dead. And then he goes, now let's have a pleasant flight, shall we? Yeah, so uh, meanwhile, McCross's other hand has uh, already been secured to his passenger seat's armrest. Uh, Like Schwarzenegger in Total Recall. (laughs) We all know how that turned out. Yeah, yeah. Wait a minute. Was Total
1: Recall out when this was made? Uh, No, not yet. There's so many similarities to other movies that popped up.
0: Yeah, right? So uh, they fly through a bunch of asteroids. And behind the largest one is a small group of ragtag ships. Presumably the black hole gang that the guards had so helpfully foreshadowed earlier. So you can see that at least one of the ships has a centipede emblazoned on its side. Much like Macross's shoulder tattoo. So if that's not confirmation, I don't know what is. So Alma tells Goose they're being followed. Goose goes full thrust reverse. And then he launches into hyperspace. So they've escaped for the time being. Meanwhile, in hyperspace, like they're, they're in the middle of hyperspace. So you see like all the lines, the star lines flashing across the side of the ship. Um, McCross is trash talking and he covertly activates a tiny laser under his fingernail. So he's using this to undo his restraint. Yeah, you would think that they would have found that. Yeah, you know, they would have found it during his manicure, for sure. <laughs> so uh, he undoes his restraint with that little laser thing. And then he punches the crap out of the main console. Uh, he gets his revenge on Alma
1: right and but she probably gets electrocuted and then he passes it on to Goose
0: yeah they 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 both kind of get a uh, get shocked there's like a big power surge and both of them get
1: zapped um first he gets zapped and then while he's getting zapped he decides he wants
0: to share the zap with Goose is that what happens oh he touches Goose so then he gut punches Goose and then he punches him in the face and uh Goose goes limp it looks like he's unconscious uh, but suddenly, you know, they show him touch his badge. He badges up and knocks Macross out with a backhand. Right. Yeah, I thought that was a very nice backhand, by the way. Oh, yeah. That was a Venus Williams backhand. Something backhand. Uh, but the damage is already done. They're out of hyperspace and they're too damaged to go much further. And then McCross says something about their little flight being cut short. And Goose threatens him again. Uh, Goose says, I ought to blow you away. And, yeah, he should have. You know, think about all the movies where they threaten
1: the the bad guy. Like, why doesn't anyone ever just shoot them? Uh, You know, this would have been a really short episode, though. I'm sorry. I have violent tendencies. Back to previous podcasts (laughs) when I was talking about kicking somebody in their
0: giblets. But (laughs) I would have shot him. Well, all right. So it would have been like this. Looks like our little flight is cut short. (laughs) <laughs> a little four minutes long. <laughs> okay, so the, the Black Hole gang arrives, they come out of hyperspace, and they open fire. They found them somehow. I don't know how. Uh, so they order Goose to set down on a nearby planet, and uh, Goose enters the atmosphere and then sacrifices the ship and ejects, uh, faking both his and Macross's death, supposedly. There's also a third object ejected, You find out what it is later. Uh, So they they emerge from the water and Goose rips off his sleeve for a reason I still have yet to figure out. I don't know either, man. Yeah, and he immediately uses his sleeveless arm to punch McCross in his smug face, (laughs) re-knocking him out. Right. Uh, So McCross spends a good portion of this episode catching Z's. Yeah, that's true. So uh, Goose goes over to the third object that was ejected and it's Triton. Goose's trusty robot horse. Just in time, too, because the Black Hole gang ships approach. Uh, So Goose throws McSleepyhead across Triton, and they take off uh, galloping. And then after a few impossibly long and high jumps... Yeah, this is the part
1: I think I, I love this, where they... The horseback stuff? It shows a bunch of very amazing things for the horse itself. Like, you get to see why he has Triton. I mean, it does, like, Rudolph the rain reindeer running across <laughs> cliffs. <laughs> it's just beautiful. Yeah. And, but more than once, you're like, okay. And this is the reason they have robot horses instead of a living horse or some other type of hybrid yeah. creature thing. They got this thing totally tweaked. I'm just, I'm just impressed it doesn't have exhaust pipes. No, he's all electric. He's the Prius of horses. <laughs> Preakness. I just have to share this with everyone. Priuses have it out for me. Recently, I had one tear by me in traffic. I was impressed. Uh, yeah, they can move like any car can move. You just got to you just got to have a heavy enough foot. I got hologens blaring in the background. I'm thinking it's going to be some Acura or something. fat like it's a Prius. <laughs> and I'm not promoting Priuses. I am not an employee of Toyota, I'm just saying. By no means was that natural that a Prius could move like that. But anyways, Triton is not a Prius. <laughs> okay. He's more like a Volt.
0: Yeah, I have one of those.
1: Is it burnt black? No, it... no. It's... <laughs> no. That would be the picture, man. The picture RD still driving a matted black car. That would be awesome. It's kind of interesting how that's fashionable now.
0: Uh, a matte black car? Yeah, I know, right? Uh, you, need... you can make any car... Uh, matte black with a primer I forgot you did that yourself <laughs> the six or eight cans of black primer you're good to go <laughs> so fast yes. this is what
1: happens when you listen to our podcast you get some of our past exploits
0: a lot of redonkulous stuff
1: yeah we did this in between watching Galaxy Rangers so it was all good talking about burnt so, cars and
0: by the way like all this talk about that car apologize to your mother for me absolutely not absolutely <laughs> not <laughs> I,
1: I, although I will remind her as soon as I see her.
0: Yeah, no, so uh, Triton is making like these in- incredibly long and impossibly high jumps. Uh, and he manages to escape from a group of of ships that are capable of space flight and interplanetary travel. That is saying a lot. It is saying a lot, yeah. Yeah, so Goose starts to handcuff uh, McSleepyhead again. Uh, but he was playing McPossum. He knocks Goose against the tree, and then he starts swinging the cuffs uh, the, the the cuffs over his head, like he has one of them attached to his wrist, and he's swinging the other one over his head, and he tries to take Goose's head off with the cuffs. But Goose was playing Possum too. He ducks under it, and it ends up being like this uh this big knockdown drag-out fight until they're interrupted by somebody, like Butch and Marcellus Wallace in Pulp Fiction. Right. Except without the gimp. Right. So the the person that interrupts him is a cowgirl by the name of Annie. And I, I think she might be named after Annie Oakley. Yep, I thought that too.
1: Brandishing a rifle. Yeah. Which is Annie Oakley's trademark. Yeah, she's a sharpshooter. Yep, sharpshooter with a rifle. So if any of you guys are historians, check it out. Annie Oakley. Um I don't know if she was as attractive as this woman is, but you know.
0: Oh. Well, goose had eyes for her. I would say it's the other way around. Oh yeah. But uh the, yeah, we'll we'll get into that in a second. Uh so after some BSing from McPossum, she determines that Goose is the good guy. Uh and like at what point Annie flatly says, I've never seen anything so beautiful and then Goose pulls up his pants and says, Thanks. <laughs> I'm, just... I'm I'm just kidding, that doesn't happen. <laughs> it does. <dust.
1: laughs> <laughs> so right.
0: Uh not till later. After the credits. She was actually talking about Triton, not Goose's junk. No, no, she wasn't. she was. So, um... Yes, she was. That was... Just... <laughs> so, McPossum gets the drop on Annie, and then Goose saves her and re-re-knocks him out. Right. Uh, this time, the heel falls off McPossum's boot, revealing a, a tracking device hidden within. Uh, you, you could tell it's a tracking device because it's blinking and it's making a beeping noise. How Goose didn't uh, hear all that beeping earlier is beyond me, but. In the vast quietness of space, he didn't hear that
1: beeping noise. Nope. Right. I just find that funny too, man. McCrust is like, it's not coming from me, I swear. Yeah, like, it's not me. <laughs> Was it me? The beeping go Excuse me. Excuse me. Mm-hmm. Something we had in the commissary. Excuse me.
0: Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Yeah, so Goose kills the tracker by very slowly crushing it under his boot. It, It reminded me of how a scorpion met his end in the movie Predator. Remember that? I do. Anytime. So Goose explains the situation and Annie offers to help him call for backup. Like somebody in town has a transmitter and she says it's just a five mile ride. Now, what could possibly happen within that five miles? I'll tell you what. And he practically throws her fun parts at Goose. That's what happens. But <laughs> well, before
1: that, though, can we... Let's step back a little yeah. bit, man. Okay, this is one of those moments where you're like... Goose has a robotic horse, right? She is like all jonesing over his horse. <laughs> but how is it she has a real
0: live horse? On a planet that's oh. not Earth. Yeah, I think there are Earth settlers... And they are, but they're not part of the Alliance. I understand that, man. But they're selling us
1: from Earth, but they don't really like technology in the future. Just, she's running around with a laser rifle
0: riding a real horse. No, it's not a laser rifle. What? I, that's an observation I made earlier. It shoots a bullet. Really? Okay. I'm still yes. watching. I'm still watching episode again. Yeah, yeah, you got to rewatch it. I am rewatching it. So yeah, um, I, I think probably somewhere on earth today, if you looked around, you could find a group of people that want to start over, that would want to like uh, shun technology and just start like with the basics.
1: You know what? Those are the, those are the same people who probably couldn't do without tissue paper.
0: <laughs> who knows, man?
1: They're like, oh, we get some leaves. Like, wait. And there's like one person in the group is like, um, am sorry, dude. We are not doing that at all. I, I heard people used to use corn cobs. What? Yeah. That's barbaric, man. I'm sorry. That's barbaric. <laughs> yeah. I heard back in the day people used to use corn cobs. No, man, I'm sorry, dude. No human uses mm-hmm. corn cobs or at least not. Intention, not intentionally. Well, maybe they do
0: intentionally. Uh, I n- no, I don't mean vertically. I mean using it horizontally. Either like- way's wrong, man. just <laughs> not right.
1: You know, I bet it was a husk, not that's not necessarily a corn on a cob. Uh, I'm pretty
0: sure it's like a like a corn cob with no kernels on it. I'm pretty sure it was probably just a husk. I'm trying to tell you, corn cobs can th- they're absorbent, dude. Man, that's like I- so I. I think the idea is you zip it across. <laughs> Just wrong wrong, uh, wrong. wrong. Just wrong. I can't. So, uh, yeah. So, a- Annie says, I like it when you smile. <laughs> and then, uh, so, then. Uh, he's has some cord. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he, he's like, wait a minute. So uh, So, Goose gives a little bit of his origin story. Uh, like a tiny bit. He says he was grown by technology. Right. That's true. Uh, he's a test tube bibit. So uh, they arrive to see the town being razed by the Black Hole Gang. Um, Annie runs into a burning building, yelling uh, Elder Ezra's name. And then Goose drops McPossum and chases her into the structure. Um, he's immediately hit by a burning support beam, which lights him on fire. So he badges up. His body glows and now he's fireproof. then he saves Annie and elder Ezra carries them both out of the out of the burning building uh, so there the villagers are waiting for him and they point a gun at goose uh, for being a stranger I guess and then Annie says but father, he's our friend now father. <laughs> uh i guess that's not the first dad goose is pissed off right yeah he's probably thinking oh my goodness <laughs> uh oh oh shotgun not again so it turns out the villagers made a deal with the black hole gang annie calls them cowards and the black hole gang take goose's badge and she stands between them and goose like she's protecting them right right and then uh so, I mean, this dude apparently made an impression on her. Clearly. So, Goose gets up close to her and he says, Annie, no. And then he discreetly slips a little box into her hand, much like the little box she tried to slip him earlier. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> and you're edited out the corner of the uh, com, so man. You're talking about slipping boxes. <laughs> <laughs> To it, to it. that's staying <laughs> that's staying, <laughs> that's staying. you're editing man <laughs> that's why it's staying
0: look there's no poop in that joke so they haul goose off as uh as he screams something very profound He's, goose says destiny is not a matter of chance it's a matter of choice all right goose as if she weren't hot enough for you already man yeah, you know, man. He's like, oh man, like he's trying to
1: really drive it home. Probably got all starry eyed. He's like, yep. It's like even your dad can appreciate this one.
0: Yep, I got her. I got her.
1: Sploosh! <laughs> like... Oh come on! <laughs> you gotta edit that out too. So... Yes. Quote on the cop references, whatever. Just... I'm just, I keep doing it. You going to be. Stop it! Stop it!
0: It's fine. it's fine. uh Dude, you're giving me a lot of work. Okay. Um... So this is the planet where McPossum buried the star stones we heard so much about earlier. Um, the Black Hole Gang ride over to the burial site along with their captive Goose. And Goose is tied to a dead tree and he tells them they're wasting their time. Uh, so they, they start digging using lasers. That's pretty cool, right? Hello? Yeah, I'm still here, man.
1: I'm just trying not to uh, be edited out anymore. Oh, come on. <laughs> Well, you know, what I think about is, and there's tons of movies that, that it's referenced. Like, you know, like you said, you said uh, 48 Hours, and then there was like, I forget what movie it was. I think it was, um, I don't know if it was Tony Curtis and somebody else was shackled together for the whole, was it Tony Curtis and Sidney Poitier? Old movie, old, old movie. And they're like running for their lives shackled together. That's where I thought it was going. You know, it's like when it could have been, but it didn't go that way at all. But I think like there was a lot of references to other movies that were similar in their approach where the hero comes to a town that doesn't want him there. I mean there's always some chick that like she's already, you know, giving him Google eyes. All this while he's talking about technology, he comes in riding a horse made of technology. And he's brandishing guns that shoot lasers versus
0: bullets. I think she's the one person in the village that is open to technology. Because Right. She appreciates what a magnificent creature Triton is. So, uh, one of the black hole gangs that, that's uh, using the, the laser digging tools says he found the treasure chest. And then Goose repeats his warning that they'll be disappointed. Uh, they basically tell him to shut up, although it seems that they don't fully trust McCross. And uh, then Goose tries to make a bet with them. He says, if the Star Stones aren't here, you and your boys let me go. Uh, So they open the chest, revealing the star stones. And then McCross starts gloating. Uh, But Goose remains cocky. He says, I do my homework. Uh, So then the star stones glow and then vanish. And then Goose uh, educates them, saying star stones evaporate when exposed to direct sunlight. (laughs) Suckers. (laughs) Hold on a second. Now, you'd think... If um, starstones had any value to somebody, they'd already know that. Right, right. They would know all the properties of the starstones. If they, if they, if these things are important to me, I would know what they, what they are. And like, uh, so bottom line, the black hole gang are a collection of imbeciles. No kidding, man. That
1: can fly spaceships. I, I want to go back, and we can talk about a couple things that I just remember really quickly, just while you were describing that that moment. So. Yeah. earlier on macross described what he had done and where he had got them from star Stones, and you all my all our listeners i think now that we have two listeners at least um <laughs> there's references at the beginning that you will want to pay attention to the facts you're getting like the sorcerer system star Stones come up again in the storyline that's something to, to pay attention to as well and also um just like little references to different areas of their universe, which you'll be, they're just kind of telling you about stuff, but you'll see them later on. Just, I want to give that little spoiler alert.
0: Many seeds being
1: planted. Yes, many. This whole episode kind of does that. I mean, oh, and Patch, who is um, Macross's number two. He is a reoccurring character, so keep an eye out for him as you watch other episodes of
0: Galaxy Rangers. Wait a minute. So McCross is the leader, yeah, I don't think he's the leader. I think he's just a member. I think he's the leader. When the guards introduce him, they introduce him as a member of the black hole gang um and they and at no at no point does the gang treat him like he's the leader that's true uh okay, so after the star stones evaporate, uh they all turn on mcpossum and then he pulls a gun on them and uh and then Triton shows up and knocks him down. Yeah, so he's about to shoot Triton, like point blank, and uh, but suddenly the gun is shot out of his hand by Annie's rifle, yeah. as she and the townsfolk ride to Goose's rescue, uh, and it's a bullet that shoots the, the gun out of his hand.
1: I gotta rewatch that episode.
0: So yeah, she's definitely named after Annie Oakley the sharpshooter, I'm sure of it now. The Black Hole Gang say that they'll leave peacefully, you know, after having destroyed half the town. Right. And they abandoned Macross, who was trying to uh, who was trying to ride off with them. They, they, they know you're not coming with They're us. They're good with leaving him. Uh, so yeah, and uh, it turns out that the box that Goose had slipped her was Triton's control chip, which somehow led them right to Goose. I don't know, like how would even try how maybe Triton is tuned into Goose's series five. I guess I, guess I don't know. I thought it
1: was a, you know, one of those boxes with some Greek guy on the cover, so that she remember goose or something. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Whatever.
0: Yeah. Okay, so, um, are you gonna edit so, that out too? So cut to. Yes. <laughs> cut, to <Ranger laughs> <One arriving>. <laughs> <laughs> cut to Ranger One arriving. Cut to Ranger One arriving.
1: Are you going to edit out all the promises of <laughs> editing out my stuff. <laughs> I think you should leave leave one or two of them in
0: (laughs) this is gonna be one hard episode to edit you're killing me so uh, cut to Ranger 1 arriving and Goose and Annie say their goodbyes A, a kiss on the cheek a kiss on the cheek Annie really like all that blatant presenting that she did and it turns out that's how she rolls Nah, man. She's playing the role. She's playing the game. She, she, she just wants something to come back. She's like,
1: you know, she's like, I never saw something so beautiful. <laughs> Zip. Zip.
0: <laughs> <See? laughs> like, whatever. Jay, I think that should do it for this episode. What do you think? I think that should do it. All right. Are you going to edit out this ending as well? No, no. I, I mean, the ending has to stay. I mean, that's, that's where all our plugs are. Okay, listener. <laughs> that was Chained. And next episode, we're going to be doing episode five, which is Smuggler's Gauntlet. Tune in next time. Check us out on Twitter. We're at Galaxy underscore Rangers. Visit our website, series6podcast.com. Send us feedback. You can email us at galaxyrangers at email.com. Galaxy Rangers, no space, at email, not Gmail, E, because we're excellent. And please subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes. We've been your host. I'm R.D. And I'm Jay, and we'll see you next time. Disengage your freaking hyperdrive. Bye. Edit out friggin'. Edit out friggin'.
1: Literally. Bye.
0: I like it when you smile, <laughs> man. If that's not a direct invitation to any town, I don't know what is.